Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, we got to read this text on the Ashley Fine Flores text line. I mean, it's got to be stated. Brian Burke does the show for a year and a half. Let's face it, awesome that he gets the opportunity with the Pittsburgh Penguins. With all seriousness, when Brian first came on, how many of you thought he'd turn out to be as popular as he was with the fan? And it was almost immediate. I mean, he became never has there been a former Calgary Flame or a guy that played or worked for the Flames that's become that popular with our fan base as Brian Burke was when he joined us on this show. Because he was awesome. You know why? Because he brought it, he was real, and he was honest. And he didn't care about being a virtue signaling, got to say the right thing all the time. He just was who he was. And you loved it. You loved having him on. There's no question. His final show, he gives us an hour. That's pretty good. Cam in a pizzeria says, Bob, if Oilers now can heal all wounds, may I suggest Truculent Thursdays? With Chris Prager. <laughs> oh, man, that would be funny. Uh, that would be uh, funny. Uh, there you go. You can text us at 780-496-0063. Uh, great. Uh, Brian was terrific on this show. Really super happy for him. Again, the news of the day, the Pittsburgh Penguins, Brian Burke is their new president. Ron Hextall is their new general manager, so they bring in some experience there. Mark Spector joins us every Tuesday on Oilers Now for Horse Racing Alberta. Our province's horse racing and breeding industry has introduced new safety protocols with thorough vet checks, stricter rules, and tougher penalties, employing Albertans caring for our horses, horse racing Alberta. And we do want to mention to you, I uh, will get to that in a second as we bring aboard Spec. Spec, how you doing? Oh, pretty fair. Bobby, you staying warm out there? You're looking for a, you're looking for a guest, I hear, eh? Uh, yes. 
I know you're looking for a guest. Well, I'll tell you what, you're stuck with me, buddy. I'm just, I'm just one of those guys trying to hang on to the job I got. They're not making me at any GMs anytime soon. I'm sure you're surprised to hear, Bob. I'd be a yes. <laughs> you might be the absolute last person I think that would ever move into a role like that. It's been a time. We, we, we should mention. It's been a, a, a tough day in uh, the sports radio industry. There have been uh, people have lost their jobs at various uh, sports radio stations across the country. For the listeners that are unaware, uh, Bell uh, basically cut Hamilton, Winnipeg, and perhaps most surprisingly to me, Vancouver. I know yeah. they're, uh, the Vancouver station, the 1040 station there, that's got some really good on-air people. Uh had a very strong fall book, but they've also got a lot of staff that they're paying for. Uh, it's interesting times. I'm not going to get too much into it. I mean, you can read between the lines the timing over the course of the last two weeks, so I, I feel empathy for anybody that's been affected by that. And again, there's some pretty talented people. Uh, there are some markets where Bell has the current rights for teams. Uh, a market like Ottawa, I think they've got five le- years left in the radio deal in Ottawa uh, between the television and the radio side. So tough day for those people. And again, there's some there's some talented sportscasters that are uh, looking for work today. So uh, one of them though that is not is Brian Burke. He's going on to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Spec. Let's start there. Are you? I mean, Brian. And I want to reiterate this for our listeners. Brian reached out to me about ten days ago and said, "Bob, I want to do an hour." Uh, let's take some calls for an hour. And I was stunned, frankly. And I said, sure, it's going to work out perfectly because it's a quiet spot in the order schedule. So he did an hour with us on Thursday, Mark. Uh, and I can't reiterate the point more. Our fans, based on the text, you know what? You have some haters. I have some haters. Uh, there's some other guests that don't float the boat for everybody that listens to the show. We try to put on as good a product as we can. But people love Brian. And I think they loved him because he just said how he felt. People and he was not knowledgeable and he'd been in those various roles you know what i mean well he certainly you have to respect the guy that's been in all those roles he's done it he's been a gm of several teams here so he you know he knows of what he speaks and i think that you know the brian burks of this world uh and you know i i I fancy myself sort of along the same vein and let me explain the guys that 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 give you straight opinion and aren't worried about, you know, what the politically correct thing was to say or what their bosses would have preferred them to say. Guys like Berkey, they're fewer and fewer and further and further between right now. And there's a, it's a difficult world now, Bob, between social media and expectations from our employers and all those things. It's a difficult place to come on live radio or go on live TV like Berkey did and have a strong, solid, often prickly opinion. It's a, 10 years ago, sure. 20 years ago, easy. Today, there, there's a knife waiting in every corner. For a guy like Berkey, so I admire the fact that he always uh, had the courage, right? Had the courage to say what he thought, and he didn't really care what anybody thought, and that's a hard stance to have these days, boy. Yeah, uh, you know, the thing I would say is the bigger the gravitas, maybe the more you have the ability to do that, but also, in some cases, the further you can end up falling. I mean, that just comes with the territory. Yeah, Corey, right. Corey has texted us to say, uh, Bob, if I were to make a list of the greatest Burke moments on Oilers, no, uh, Oilers now, number one would have to be labor laws, my ass. That text comes to us from Corey. <laughs> that, that, that did make me howl, you know, like at the time in which they were, 
you know, tweaking the CBA that they'd already just recently extended. That was one of his lines, and that was pretty funny. Uh, and this uh, text comes in, Bob, it was so funny how last Thursday one of the questions from the audience, uh, well, uh, the listening audience, was about Berkey being a GM if he'd ever get back into hockey operations in some capacity. And he said no. Uh, nice lie by him. Well, we don't know how quickly this came together. That's the thing. In fairness. Well, sure, fair enough. But you know what, Berkey... Like, you know, I've been around a while here covering hockey 30 years, and I can recall as a younger guy going down to Anaheim and when Berkey was his – I believe that was his first GM job, wasn't it, Bob? The Ducks? Uh, no, Hartford was his first. Hartford, Hartford was his first. That's right. Okay, excuse me. Uh, but an early one for him. And I can remember I went down there one day, and I went to practice in the, in the pond, which was brand new, and – I wanted to talk to Berkey, and within about five minutes, I was sitting there across his desk from Brian Burke in his office there. And I thought to myself back then, I thought, man, not many GMs where you just walk in the rink and ask for them, and you're sitting on their desk this quick. And as I spoke to Brian Burke, I was a fairly a younger reporter at that point still, and like today, didn't really always know what the hell I was doing. But what I got from Berkey was, ask a tougher question. You know, Berkey didn't want to get kid-gloved. He didn't want an easy, you know, softball. What I got from Berkey, what I learned from Berkey was, get right at it. You know, come at me with a proper question, son, and I'll give you a proper answer. If you if you shoot a bunch of softballs at me, I'm bored, and you're going to get nothing. And I, I learned from Berkey that not every interview is the same. Some guys want a softball. Other guys want you to dig in. And that was Berkey's personality even back then, Bob, and that's why we like him because he digs in, man. He doesn't split hairs, does he? Uh, again, you can text us at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. You'd be uh, stunned how many Don Cherry names are popping up in my timeline right now for or text well, line right now. The Ashley Fine. There you go. You know, uh, this text comes out from uh, Randy and Brooks. He says, uh, "Bob, a big hole was left by Don Cherry's exit." exit and brian burke filled that void perfectly again you can text us at 780-496-0063 bob if it flies it dies that text comes in as well <laughs> Brian's, uh likely to do a little bit of hunting if it flies it dies and then the texter goes maybe you can get eric belanger uh to take his place laugh out loud um uh, is Eric Belanger surprised? Like, I'm sorry. I what what is he doing? Is he doing some part time? Uh, is he doing some know. part? I don't know. I uh, not in, not on the, not on any English TV, but he may be doing some work for an RDS or a TVA or someone that I'm not aware of. But I do not know. Uh, Rocket has Texas show to say, Bob, if Burke and the Oilers beat in the Stanley Cup Finals, as much as I love you, Berkey, we're going to have to kick your ass. That one comes to us from Rocket. Oh, well, man. Remember, Bob, we, it was said for so long that, that Sportsnet, the minute we hooked up with Berkey at Sportsnet, he was the next Don Cherry, right? We were, yes. quote-unquote, grooming him to sit in that chair. And then, of course, Don Cherry, you know, had his – 
sort of precipitous fall, and Berkey was sitting there ready to do it. And, you know, I, I always kind of thought to myself, yeah, he might be the guy for that chair, but not if he gets a job back in hockey that he likes. And, because this and, job will always be there, Bob. He can come back and be Sportsnet guys five years from now, but there's only so many jobs in the league for him, right? Former defenseman Mark says, why is there not more Brian Burks out there? Because most people are, I'm going to paraphrase here, wussies if you stand for nothing you fall for everything <laughs> i know exactly yeah. what buttons to push but sports isn't my wheelhouse as former defenseman mark however i am available for guest appearances he says uh seriously if you care about what other people think or worry about losing a gig you'll never be great that one comes to us from uh former defenseman mark well i do think you have to be aware of the what 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 are considered sort of the norms of society today. I mean, Brian Brian Burke was very left of center on a couple significant social issues. I mean, he was uh, part of the yeah. You Can Play group. Obviously, uh, you know, it was a, a personal thing to him, and and he did have sensitivities that maybe some others in the past hadn't always exhibited. So, but he spoke his mind, and he took a side on challenging issues. He was also very self-deprecating as a guest, which I thoroughly yeah. admire. I can. I think you say it best, Bob. He took a side. Like you knew what he when you when the interview ended, or when his spot on TV ended, you might didn't know for sure. You didn't always agree with him, but you knew what side he was on. And there was no wishy washy. And he wasn't one of these guys that would say, "Well, some people say that." He would say, "I say that." Right? He took ownership of his opinion. It was a strong opinion, and we're not supposed to always agree. That's not the point of this thing. One well, day. We're, we're, we're not about to when we come back on the show, Mark, because I put a tweet out this morning, and apparently I wasn't strong enough for all of the yes of Pugliarvi lovers out there that, that, you know, let's see. But I'm here to tell you right now, for me, the biggest surprise through the first quarter of the season is yes, Apolliarvi. And you uh, you called him out last week. We'll hit on that. I mean, even the progression and growth mark that we've seen over the last week has been extraordinary. So we're going to get to that when we get back on Oilers now. Bob Stoffer, Mark Spector with you. Spec for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. Our province's horse racing and breeding industry has introduced new safety protocols with the robet checks, stricter rules, and tougher penalties. Employing Albertans caring for Horses, Horse Racing, Alberta. We'll also tell you that guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse, whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night on the town. Every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. Back with Sportsnet Spec when we return on Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Oh. I think we're going to have some fun here. I think we're going to have a little bit of fun. It's 1248 in Edmonton. You're listening to Oilers Now. Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Race in Alberta. Mark, is it a reflection on the last week? Am I guilty of recency bias? Or is there something about what I'm saying here? And I'm going to read you what I tweeted out about an hour and a half ago. All right. Through, through the first quarter of the season, the play of Yesapul Yarvi might be the biggest surprise for the Edmonton Oilers. He's played a firm, competitive game in straight lines, and it's gotten him into the top six, and now his teammates are looking to get him the puck as well. Here's the deal for me. I thought, you know what, if Paul Yarvi came back from Finland and established himself as a full-time NHLer that could play in the third line this year, I thought that, at a minimum, would be a very good season for Yessa Pugliarvi. What I did not expect to see is what I'm seeing over the last three games. 
where and he finally got rewarded. Mark, he was he had more shots on goal a, a week ago when you were kind of giving it to him a bit. Uh, he had the most shots in the goal in the NHL without scoring. He had twenty seven shots. He mm-hmm. had seven, he had. Uh, depending upon which site you use, between 13 to 17 A-grade scoring opportunities. Well, now he's scored uh, two against Ottawa, scored a great goal against the Flames, uh, got robbed last night in the final two minutes on a setup, and I'm watching how the players are reacting to him right now. They're looking to get him the puck off the attack. He's doing a great job on the forecheck. For me, I'm surprised he's come along this fast this far. Now, are you prepared to do a mea culpa from a week ago based on, I mean, is it, because <laughs> well, it's, it's impossible to ignore that he's been one of the Oilers' top three forwards for the last three games here. Hey, listen, no question. And and he's playing fabulous. And you know, there's all those elements that made him not really that good a player his first time up here he's gone away he's worked on him he's improved on him and he's back and you know he's he's the positive parts are better and the negative parts are mostly gone so there's a and he's just at the start to me he can he's going to grow and grow and grow and be a way better player let me say this what i said last week let's get our facts straight here was at that point, he was mired in no goals and a million chances. And all I said was, I hope the orders aren't fast-tracking this player on the first line. I hope they're not giving him more responsibility than he can handle. It's clear. It's clear now. In this last week, he's starting to show, hey, I can handle it. Right? Shut up, Spectre. Don't worry about me. So that's great. But let's not rewrite history here. I come from a guy who's watched the Oilers fast track and push young players too fast, too much, too soon for ever since they drafted Taylor Hall. So when I see a young player here on the first line going through what Jesse was going through a week ago, I think it's a very genuine, genuine concern to say, hey, man, don't keep doing this to young players. Now, Jesse's... In the last week, you know the goal. The goal that I love, uh, that I think really showed it to me, Bob. The Ottawa goals were nice goals. Their goals are great. The goal in Calgary was the goal oh. for me. He yeah. took a quick pass. He took one, two steps and rifled a wrist shot far side on Markstrom. Markstrom had no clue it was past him before he knew it was shooting. That to me. That was the kind of goal that a stud right winger scores. See, you know, and Mark, I got to tell you, I look at this a little bit differently. They sent Everly back to juniors for two years. Then he came up and played. He was pretty good his first year in the NHL. Hall was it was a late birthday. It was a legitimate uh, top six player's first year in the NHL. Newton well, on the orders, he was, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, but that's it's it's not because the <laughs> young guy. No, 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 no. It's not. Now, if you want to say, well, Gagne wasn't, perhaps that's fair. But you you went yeah. to Hall's year. So okay, let's well, start with Gagne. Listen, no, 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 no. That you started. You said Hall. Let's start with Hall. Okay, let's start with Hall. Okay, Hall was ready to play. Nugent Hopkins had 52 points in 62 games in, in his rookie year. He was ready to play. Yakupov led the team in scoring in his rookie year in 2012. It went sideways, 75% on the players. Your point that you're making is you didn't want Pugliarvi to end up with Yakupov. Attitude has defined the difference here. Uh, Pugliarvi's attitude has played a factor. Drysaddle. Drysaddle went back halfway through the first year. Maybe he shouldn't have played the full 37 games or whatever. By the, by the next season at 19, he was ready to play. Connor McDavid. 
He's just he's a generational star. Poliarvi needed that extra time. Yamamoto two years back before he gets two and a half years back before he gets brought up. Bouchard two years back. To me, the issue has act. The issue has not been they need to bet on their talent. The issue has been on the bets that they've made in free. And I'm going to bring this up with Mike Fudemark coming up later on. The issue has been that it's the bets they've made in free agency and supporting the lineup with their older veteran players that it's ultimately undermined the success of the team. Would you agree or disagree with that? Oh, sure. There's no doubt. They, they struggled surrounding those young players. So what happens is those young players were always, you know, they had to play more and in, in more difficult situations than they were generally ready for, right? And they lost. Listen, the record's the record. The Oilers did a lot of losing with those kids as their best players. You know, Pugliarvi shouldn't have been here. He, he should have stayed in Finland or whatever. I think history tells us he just wasn't ready. His English wasn't ready. His game wasn't ready. Now he is. So, you know, and, and he's also stepping into a team where there's a lot of support around him. He's not one of the top three players on the team the way so many of those former high picks were. And that's how you build an organization. You have a place for your kids to come where they're learning from good players, not where they are the good players, Bob. I wasn't sure this year what we've seen in the last three games we'd see from Jesse. I thought that, okay, if he can score in a normal season, an 82-game season, if he could score 12 to 15 goals, that would be a pretty significant. It's hard to score in the NHL, especially when you're not on the power play. Okay, so he's got three. He's got three over the last three games. He's played. He's looked pretty good. He's looking like there might be a higher ceiling uh, there. It's interesting. Oh, yeah. Neil Neil gets pinged with a shot last night. We know Chason's coming back in. Jesse got some power play looks last night. There were some tap-ins available to him, specifically on the Nugent Hopkins side, because he's a right shot that opens up, right? And and uh, Nugent uh, ripped a couple in high. I wonder in time if Paul Yarvey gets on the po- here's here's what did I say last week to you, Mark? He's twenty two. Where is he going to be at twenty five? Right? And so I'll leave you with and then I want you to respond. Maybe maybe I'm in this in this case guilty of a little recency bias. But right now I'm liking the chances of what we might see with this player. Don't forget he's one point two million this year, one point two million next year. Okay? I'm liking the chances of what we're going to – I'm pretty optimistic now that this guy is going to cement himself as a top six guy here by the time he's 25. Would you agree or disagree with that? Oh, listen, where is he going to be when he's 25? He's going to be in an Oilers uniform, Bob, which is at one point was greatly in question. So tip your hat to Ken Holland for handling that situation so that, you know, we've this we've been over this. When the player turns into something, hopefully he turns into something we used to say, now I think we're pretty sure he's going to turn into a good player. Uh, hopefully he's still wearing your uniform when he does it and he's not doing it for someone else and you get a second-round draft pick. So that's the first thing. The Oilers, you know, Holland was patient and smart and wise and handled the situation well. The player has just taken a little longer to bloom. I still see, you know, the game's still happening a little fast at times. He, he, you know, he's the player who doesn't, uh, how would I say, Bob, does he have sometimes more time than he thinks he has? Sometimes I watch Pugliarvi, you know, I'm not using the word panic. That's not what I'm saying. I think the game, he's only got a few games here. The game's going to slow down for him. He's going to take that extra 
you know, the quarter, half a second to make a little better shot, to make a little better play. And he'll get there. He's just a kid. He's just starting out. Let's all be patient on this guy. What I'm seeing right now, a great-looking player, and he's. we're looking at the tip of the iceberg. There's, there's a ton more to come on this guy. Well, uh, there we go. You can text us at 780-496-0063. Glenn says, Bob, bias, never. Well, I'm, you know what? I have patience in young players, but even I didn't think he'd be this far along this fast, 15 games into the season. I don't know how many of you actually, if you honestly looked at yourself, would admit that that's the case. Haji says, uh, Bob, Jesse's spot on the power play shouldn't be in front of Lynette replacing Neil or Chason. Jesse's shot should be taken advantage of, and he should be in Ryan Nugent Hopkins' position. That one comes to us from Haji. Hmm, interesting perspective there. That's kind of, I mean, when Turris scored the 27 goals mark in Ottawa, that was the spot he was in as a right shot, where Ryan Nugent Hopkins is at. Again, you can uh, text us at 780-496-0063. So, We've hit on Brian Burke. Uh, we have hit on Yes Yarvi. More coming up with Mark Spector for the horses and horse racing Alberta after a global news weather traffic update. Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.